All right, welcome back to episode four of the Hope Punk Podcast. All aboard the struggle bus. Today is May 6, 2020. Safety mail. That's right. Sounds like a knockoff brand of mayonnaise at Aldi's. Bainty Bainty 2020. We're learning Spanish here, so I'm practicing when I can. Duolingoing strong. <laughs> Safety mail. Bainty Bainty. I think that's right because the year would be 2020, but we'll let you have it. So normally in this podcast, we go for 20 minutes and we just kind of ramble about our weeks. So I thought we might go a little off book. Off book. Oh, she put the notes away. Uh Oh, Oh no. I'm going rogue. (laughs) I thought we could just do like we talked about earlier, like this morning, a little bit more of a check in. Just for context, in case we listen to this in the future, uh, Stephen is furloughed. We're in the middle of the COVID-19 slash coronavirus pandemic. Our state has just started phase one of opening up. And this morning we were talking about, well, we talked about a lot of things, but you were kind of zoning in on some of your more difficult feelings about being home. Oh. <laughs> Almost right now, there's a lot of uncertainty um, in the world large and in our personal lives. You know, I don't know when I'm going back to work. Um, your job situation is a little uncertain at the moment. Um, yeah, just for context, I've talked about it just a tiny bit on here before. I currently night watch at a local farm, and uh, I love my job, but I came back on a seasonal basis. So for those that don't know, um, foaling season is typically somewhere in the neighborhood of January to June. Right now it is, like I said, early May. We've got a couple mares left to fall out, but beyond that, I don't know where I'll be working. So that's fun. That's something that's been on my mind a lot recently. Um, Breathing into your mic. Oh, sorry. Yeah, We're a little... Not anxious. Just uncertainties. Well, I would say, I mean, we're a little anxious. Like, we're okay financially for a while. So even if I end up, you know, falling out the last mare and then not having a job immediately to go to and you're still furloughed, you are on unemployment and we do have some savings and, you know, we're yeah. industrious people. So I'm not real worried about that. It's just more the lack of a... Yeah, it's not the finances. It's the lack of a... A plan, knowing what's really happening. Yeah. Um, I don't know what next month looks like at this point. You know, will you be working where? Will I be working where? Where our schedules look like? All of that. Yeah. What? Breathing over your microphone. It's Is this better? Good. Yeah. Just, okay. You do this, you breathe onto it. Is this better? Mm-hmm. Okay. Much better. We're trying out a new recording technique. Yeah, I just thought it would be a little bit more honest instead of just listing off the things we did this week to just kind of touch base with the fact that we're in a good spot, but like with the whole pandemic thing, it's just kind of, it's been strange and there was the initial shock of like, oh, you'll just be home for a while. And then we kind of moved into like being really industrious for a little bit and then we just kind of hit a slump and now we're in the uncertainty phase of like, okay, this has gone on for a little while. Nobody really knows mm-hmm. the next steps on either end. Well, 
And that goes to the struggle, the difficulty of being home. Because, like, I really enjoy being home with you all and getting to do things that I've been putting off and putting off. But at the same time, it's... There's no end date. It's very much a Groundhog Day type of situation where yeah. there's something else to do every day. And I feel like I'm not making a lot of progress on either household stuff or just goals in general. But the flip side of that... Um, there are small things that get done. Like, I'm thinking about the art on the walls. We just piece by piece have put things up, and now we've got art on the walls. And it's. Well, that's something we talked about even before we did it is that we've never really lived anywhere where I felt comfortable putting art on the walls. Because yeah. I grew up in homes with bare walls. And, like, now we finally are taking the time to make this house our home. But. Point being that small things that don't feel like a lot at the time feel end up being yeah they build on each other. Yeah, sure. Around one day, you know, it's like the windows or whatever. You know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I've done all these things that have been needing to be done for a while. So I'm looking to that. <laughs> Try not to feel too useless. Well, I don't think you're useless, but I think it's hard to because I know somebody made a comment to you recently about like, oh, well, just enjoy your time at home, and it came from a really good place. But this isn't a vacation. And also, like I was saying earlier, it's hard when there's not an end date. Because as much as you enjoy being home and as much as I enjoy having you home, we're kind of in the stretch now of like, I'm a planner. And I don't know when to plan for things to go back to quote unquote normal. Or yeah, what even that what that looks like. like. Yeah. And, you know, we're getting into some bigger projects now, like the basement, which we can touch on in a second. And like the truck, which is definitely lower priority, but longer term. But like, I don't know if that's just going to be our focus for a while or if that's something, you know, next week, like, oh, well, you know, that's going to change and that's going to go back on the back burner for a year or what. Right. Well, I've got a certain amount of anxiety around spending my time wisely. Like part of me feels like I should be on edX or something and studying and learning all these things. Well, I've got this time off, you know, someone out there is going to come out of this with a, degree or have written the great novel and I'm not that person. Yeah, but you were never going to be that person. Yeah, I just don't want to waste the possible opportunity this could be, which ties into opportunity. Yeah. Well, and I would say too, at least from my point of view, like this whole pandemic, like nobody could have planned for it. Nobody could have prepared for it. And just for us personally, you know, I didn't expect you to get furloughed. So, you know, not that you're as essential as like a hospital worker or a sanitation employee, but like just the nature of your job and who you work for, I thought that you would at some point, but that it wouldn't be as quick as it was. Yeah, we went from one week, you know, our life hasn't changed at all. Yeah. Aside from grocery trips to, oh no, I'm home like everybody else and trying to find out how to spend my time. Yeah. So, yeah, there's not really a conclusion to that. I just thought, you know, no. it'd be good to do a check-in and kind of put that out there. Because I've talked to a couple of our friends who have more, quote-unquote, normal jobs, and they're working from home, and they're all going extremely stir-crazy. And they're dealing with that in their own ways. But, like, that's a very different scenario than what we're in. Yeah. And then I have some friends in other states who literally nothing has changed, but they live out in very rural, remote areas, and, like, they, they don't, don't see anybody, anybody anyway. <laughs> so, like, well, it's 
business as usual for them. Yeah, I don't want to sound like we've got it hard or anything. We've got friends who, you know, some work in healthcare and are dealing with that whole anxiety and stress, yeah. and some have lost their uh, their school clothes. Their their college was canceled for the rest of the semester, which is a whole other thing. Yeah. So we don't have it hard by any means, but it's just it's stressful. It is. So it's a a bucket of unknowns. A bucket of unknowns. Yeah. But I'm hoping um, to look for the opportunities, how we're going to come out of this better or stronger, anti-fragile, I don't know. I would say we we are definitely anti-fragile in this situation. It's just further proof of that, or will be. Well, tying into anti-fragile, um, we've been reading Daily Stoic, uh, 365, or 366 daily affirmations from the great Stoic philosophers. So you want to talk about how we got into that a little bit? Uh, a little bit, yeah. There's not a whole lot to say. Um, I follow some stay-at-home mom accounts on Instagram, and several of them post every day about their daily devotional. And I just wanted a secular version of that. <laughs> so I talked to you about it, and you found this book. Mm-hmm. I keep seeing it pop up in different things that I read. And listen to um, the Daily Stoic, and I've been wanting to look at it for a while. So it's got quotes from Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, other um, Greek and Roman Stoic, I guess Greek and Roman Roman. <sighs> yeah. If you say um, it twice, it's just as nice. Yeah. I couldn't define Stoicism for you at this moment, <laughs> but it's a, a lot of um, self reliance, mental. It's like a mental fortitude philosophy. Yeah, fortitude. That's something we've talked about on and off for years. So it's nice to kind of get into that. And it's a nice little, it's like a little little tidbit in the morning. It's not a whole lot. Never more than a page. I like to think what I've picked up from various sources is sort of how how we've dealt with the different things we've had to deal with in our life. Yeah. It's a, a continuation of a theme. But no, I really enjoyed that. I think it's good. Nice little thing in between our cups of coffee and our breakfast in the morning. Yeah, after third coffee and uh, second breakfast. (laughs) The essentials. (laughs) I'm sorry, I've been doing that all this whole time. What? Yeah, you have. It's okay. Allergies. Sucks. Do you want to talk about the basement since we mentioned that? So the basement is cold slab of concrete. So we live in a house with a mostly unfinished basement, and since we moved in, it has been what most basements in my experience are, storage. And ultimately, my plan for this basement is for it to be a place where the three of us and any other people that are over can congregate, at least some of the time. So obviously we're not going to finish out the basement because we rent, but there are things we can do to make it cleaner, more organized, and homey. And it wasn't a mess by any means, but just kind of literally dusting off the cobwebs and then reorganizing the space. And we started that process today. It's nice. It was frustrating at some point because there's a lot of decision fatigue that comes with going through boxes and throwing things out and organizing shelves, things like that. But uh, to actually go through it and to see it take shape a little bit and see where we're going to put a rug, where we can sit around the fireplace and all this and stove, whatever. 
Yeah, we, yeah, we don't have a fireplace in our basement. We're not. No, we have an old that Fisher wood stove. It's very cool. It probably needs more fire bricks, but it works all right. <laughs> we found like four fire bricks today. Yeah. How many fire bricks do you need? I have to look at the drawings and see. <laughs> Perfect. More than four. But it works. It keeps us warmish in the wintertime. No, I think it's really cool. I'm just glad that it works and that you are willing to stoke the fires. Yeah. Anybody out there knows the source of um, cheap and easy wood possibly delivers out to Oldham County. You get plenty of wood from the wood pile. Uh, but I don't cut that wood. I feel bad taking all that wood that I didn't cut. Okay. So what else? Um, well, you want to go off script, so feed yeah, me my so lines here, we are. here. Off script. Well, the other cool thing we did just today was our, I was going to say it tie-dyeing. I tie-dyed and you did some white people shibori. White people shibori. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Martha Stewart version. Instructions off Martha Stewart, yeah. Uh, it's tie-dye, but it's in certain patterns. and It's like structured tie-dye. Yeah, one color. Oh, I thought some of it came out pretty good. And I tie-dyed a lot of onesies. Your onesies came out amazing. They look awesome. I'm really excited about them. I got that off of another Instagram person that I follow, um, Jesse Southard, at Jesse Harmon, her maiden name. But she had the very detailed walkthrough about a week ago of how she tie-dyes um, her daughter's onesies. And she used to tie-dye professionally, so she had a lot of really good tips. And I followed her method pretty closely. And so far, knock on wood, they've come out really, really vivid and bright. And they look really cool. I think they're really cool. I um, The Shiburi is like out of left field. I'm kind of, I'm not a Japanophile, but I definitely, I got into Zen through like. You're an everything a file. Yeah, I guess so. There's a word for that, I'm sure. A good Greek word for that. Stephen has an interest in the world at large, writ large. I did. I fell fell down a rabbit hole of um, book binding and typography. You don't fall down rabbit holes. You find them and you dig deeper, yeah. and then you just you know anyway, fall a little bit and keep digging. The typography, and then you're was like about as far as I could go. Yeah. But, anyways, um, I'm into Zen somewhat through like reading Jack Kerouac and Dharma Bums and stuff like that, and so from there I go to like Shiburi which is um, along the same lines of like Ikebana flower arranging and the tea ceremony. You're going off. You're going way off. What is Shibori? Shibori is the... The 15-second um, version. The Japanese tie-dye with indigo. There you go. Yeah. I came from my interest in Zen, so that's all. Okay. Not that I don't love hearing about all your many interests, but... Wabi Sabi. Excuse me. Oh, goodness. <laughs> what? Continue. Is this what happens when I drink coffee at 1041 at night? Crap. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, you made some wonderful, made a wonderful casserole. Two of them, actually. You made all the bits and I assembled it. I didn't make it. We took the effort just... to assemble it though. I didn't I wouldn't. You I would just throw it all in a bowl and microwave it and call it good. 
Okay, well, I layered them all in a casserole dish and covered it with foil and put it in the hot box for 45 minutes. And now you're telling me that I'm a cook. And I don't think that's how it works. In this instance, the hot box means the oven. Depending on the circumstances, it could mean the microwave, <laughs> the toaster oven. <laughs> the hot box. <laughs> we have several hot, hot boxes. Uh, I don't cook, so you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, count really well, and you're a cook. I'm not a cook. You can I'm cook. Assembler. Yeah. Forget the noun to the verb. Yes. You can cook. Okay. okay. I'm fine with that. That's accurate. Well, yes, I just want you to talk about how I made biscuits finally, and they were pretty good. No, your biscuits came out really well. We haven't had good biscuits in like 10 years. And you want to talk about why you think that is? No, I just, well, yeah. I guess. So I think you, Steph, tend to overthink things a little bit. Just a bit. And um, and maybe. It's one of my quirky character traits. That comes out and you're working the biscuit dough a little bit. Yeah. Versus mine, I just Guilty. kind of throw it all in there and it barely sticks together and it's like half mushed. And it's falling apart and all this has to get the oven. It comes out pretty tasty. Yeah, you've made them twice, so it's good. It's a good technique. Trick is be a little loose, fire at the hip kind of thing with biscuits. A metaphorical biscuit gun that I've got. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to the Stephen Dad Hour joke. I said that out of order. You know what I mean. Hour of Dad jokes. I have no idea what you mean. None at all. Uh-huh. Anyway, this is why we're married because you overthink things and I overthink things. <laughs> Together, we think things the correct amount. It's very true. It's very, very true. Do you have anything else you wanted to talk about or add on? No, it's late. And um, today's been, this evening has been a little rough. So yeah. Um, baby's asleep now. Everything's taken care of. I think we're gonna quit while we're ahead. I think that's a really good plan. So, uh, yes, this has been Hope Punk. I'm Steph. I'm Steven. Have a great week. See you next week.